0: Amen. Let's go today to Mark chapter 4. Are you ready for the Word? And we want to minister this morning on the subject of the time has come. The time has come. Uh, There's an urgency in the Spirit. There's an urgency in the Spirit to reap the harvest and to promote the lordship of Jesus Christ in the earth. There's an urgency in the spirit realm. The Lord said to me on on December 20th or 22nd of 2020, keep your eyes, thoughts, and efforts on the harvest. Then he said on uh, March 19th of 2021, the harvest is at the door the babies are going to show up more and more. So the focus of the father is not the political scene. The focus of the father is not the economy. The focus of the father is not any other natural issue. Hallelujah. The focus of the father is the harvest the precious fruit of the earth. People get worked up, not the Father. Think about that. People get worked up. Amen. The church very often has this knee-jerk reaction to whatever goes on in the world. And and I laugh sometimes because they say, well, nothing the world ever says happens. But all these people that are having knee-jerk reactions, nothing they said was going to happen has happened. Yeah, but they're this and they're that. It doesn't matter. It didn't happen. The focus of the Father is the harvest. Say that with me. The focus of the Father is the harvest. See, making Jesus... Promoting his lordship in the earth. Glory to God. Let me say this. When you worry about things that are going on in the world, to worry about it is to say that it is more powerful than the Lord I have. Well, what if this doesn't go? And what if this doesn't? And what if this? And what if that? Listen. If you're trying to hold on to the what-ifs and the promise of the Word, you'll never do it. Amen. you got to drop one of them. Let me come over here. you, you got to drop one of them. Amen. Right? If we stay focused, what's, what's my pastor been preaching on for three years? Keep the main thing the main thing. If if we keep our focus on the harvest, hallelujah, the Father funds and the Father supplies and the Father supports what He says is important. Amen. Look at Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. I was meeting with a couple of pastors uh, Friday. I came in early. Uh, They wanted to meet with me. And they were talking about different things. And uh, they said to me, they said uh, two things. They said uh, we were going through a challenging time. And we we were asking the question, what are we going to do? And one of them looked and said, and we said, we're going to do what our pastor said we're going to do. We're just going to keep getting up every day and doing what God told us to do. Amen. 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 They said, there's days we get up and we think, Lord, how can we keep going? This this is challenging. And they said, and then we think, what our pastor's doing, he's just up doing work. Just up going after it. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm not saying that to brag on me. I'm saying I've learned after this, this, this year's 24 full-time years of pastoring. And I've learned something. You just get up every day and keep doing what God told you to do. Either personally or from His Word. If I get up every day and I just keep doing what God told me to personally do or what I know His Word said... I'm in the will of God. God will bless it because I'm doing what he told me to do. It's when you get sidetracked. It's when you're focused. The enemy is a master at trying to form your environment and trying to influence your environment and, and make the atmosphere If you go to the doctor and you get a report that's contrary to what the Word says, immediately the enemy wants to provide an atmosphere of of fear, an atmosphere of sickness, an atmosphere of what are we going to do. And at some point in time in your life, you've got to stay focused on what did God say about this? What did God say to me? So you can flip that atmosphere. Amen. I don't don't mind telling you, none of y'all in here are going to die young. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't mind telling you, we're not going to lose you. I said, we're not going to lose you. Well, how can you say that? Because Jesus could say, all those you gave me, I've kept them all. The only one that left was the son of perdition, and he left because he wanted to. If this is where God told you to be, I'm telling you without doubt, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be healed. Your family's going to be okay. Everything is going to go the way God said it was going to go. And you stay focused on that. The Bible says that the man that is stays rooted in the house of God will flourish. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's a good place to say that's me. That's me. Now, look at Genesis eight twenty two. Now, this is a familiar verse, especially where it pertains to our giving. But notice the first part of the verse. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Now, yes, that's applicable to your finances, and and that's the primary uh, gist of this, but here's what I want you to see. If there is a seed time, there's a harvest time. If there's a seed time, there's a harvest time. The gospel seed has been being sown In our cities, by churches, our churches, and other churches, the gospel seed has been being sown into your family's lives. The gospel seed has been being sown into those on your job by you and other people. The gospel seed has been being sown in your neighborhood, and if the seed has been sown, there will be a harvest. Is that right? What are we to focus on? When you sow a seed, now what's your focus? Harvest. Is that right? You don't sow a seed and think about the seed. You sow a seed and think about the harvest. Is that right? You make plans on the harvest. Glory to God. Do you you see that? If the seed of the gospel has been sown into your family... The next thing is the harvest. Yeah, but when's it gonna come up? First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Don't worry about the speed of the progression. Just know that there's a law of progression that says if you sow, you will see the blade, the ear, and you will see the full corn in the ear, and you will reap the harvest. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Woo! That's worth coming to church for right there. Mark chapter 4. The time has come. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. He said, just what we quoted, so is the kingdom of God. In other words, this is how the kingdom operates. I spent a lot of time a year or so ago talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, the operating system. This is how the kingdom operates. Now, hear me when I say this. You can know that this is how the kingdom operates. You can even quote it that way. This is how the kingdom operates. Then you've got to act like this is how the kingdom operates. Amen. Hurry is not in God's vocabulary. I said, hurry is not in God's vocabulary. There are things that God wants to do for people, and if he hurried up and did it tomorrow, they're not ready for him to do what they need him to do. That's why God's... For, I, I, when we first started believing God for finances, I could not figure out why the Lord was so hard on me. He wouldn't give me an inch. I mean, he told me things like this. He said, make no mistake. Your job is to live by faith. And you're going to live by faith. Or you're not going to live. That's it. He didn't give me a break. He told me to owe no man anything. And then he wouldn't back off of it. And I needed everything. How am I going to get anything? I need everything how am I going to get everything when I can't even afford anything? And everything I need, they, they want this amount of money for it, and you've got to finance it. Lord, how you're telling me not to go into debt, but I need everything, and I can't get anything, and everything I need, they want me to finance it, and you won't let me finance anything. Boy, I'm glad he did. You know, just a ministry the size of ours, Do you know how much money we've saved in interest? You can think whatever you want of, of both of our campuses. We owe no man anything. Nobody can come and do anything with this building. We don't owe anybody. All the cameras, all the equipment, paid for, belongs to us. Nobody's got a note on anything. See, God had to teach me how to do it, So 24 years ago, I could come here and start teaching you how to do it. So we can focus on the harvest. It's the law of progression. Am I helping you? He said, the kingdom of God is if a man should cast seed into the ground. And then notice what this man does. He goes to sleep. Is that right? And he sleeps and rises night and day. Now, here's what I want you to see. It doesn't indicate that he's wondering what's going on with the seed. Did you sow a seed? For the sake of our context, are there people that you have talked to about the Lord and it doesn't seem like they're changing? Now, wait a minute, but was the seed sown? Go to sleep. Yeah, but no, 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 no. It's working. The seed is working. Is The Bible says that this is that the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Right? That, that, right? That, that word seed is where we get the word spore. Like plants shoot out spores. Yeah. Right? And they pollinate other plants and they produce other plants. That's the word of God. The word of God is a seed. When you plant the seed, the seed begins to grow. Amen. If you've planted the seed in their lives, now your job from then on is, Lord, thank you that I've sowed gospel seed, and the gospel seed will bring forth the harvest. See, you're not the Lord of the harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. Hallelujah! Do you see this? Now notice, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed springs and groweth up, he doesn't know how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. When the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle. Here's this word, because the harvest is come. Now, this can be oversimplified, so the blade is not the harvest, the ear is not the harvest, it's the full corn in the ear. Now, we very often, we talk about this in context of our finances, if it's not your uh, uh, harvest, then it's your seed, and that's true, but the, the perfect context is the word being sown. Mark chapter 4 is the parable of the sower of the word. So this hasn't changed. Right? If you've sowed the word in your children, go to sleep. Why? Because did you sow the word? Well, who's going to make the word work? You or God? God? Who's going to produce the harvest? You or God? What's your focus? The harvest. The harvest. Yeah, but they're not living right. Wrong focus. You're acting like you haven't even sowed a seed. If you've sowed the seed of the word of God, why are you focused on what they're looking like? When, when the man brought his boy to Jesus and he said, I asked your disciples to cast this demon out and they couldn't. And Jesus said, you know, bring the boy to me. You remember what happened as they were bringing the boy to him? The devil threw the boy on the ground. And he wallowed foaming. And Jesus backed up and said, how long has he been like this? Right? From a, from a boy. From a baby. Je- Notice, Jesus wasn't moved by the reaction of the devil. I'm helping you this morning. The, the enemy is after the harvest. There's nothing he can do about the seed being sown other than try to take it out of their heart. Glory to God. So, as the word is sown, a harvest is accumulating. And you and I are the reapers in this last hour. And that's why our focus has to be stayed on the harvest. Well, you know, if we could just get this corrected. I've not read one scripture that says there'll be a harvest if we have a Republican administration. I've not read one scripture that says the harvest will be hindered if we got the Democrats in the office. I'm tired. I'm tired of Christians acting like a man has more power than God. Amen. He told his people, he said, you're going down to Egypt and you're trusting in Egypt because they have chariots of iron, they have spears of iron. He said, but thus saith the Lord, Pharaoh is not God. You name him, president, whoever is not God. Senator, whoever is not God. Dr. Hoochie is not God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Amen. He said, we are the reapers in the last hour. Our focus has to be stayed on the harvest. Oh, glory. Look at John chapter 4. Has to be stayed on the harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you know, Pastor, we just we just gotta be informed. And and I mean, you know, you gotta admit this and you and you gotta admit that, and you gotta admit it'd be easier, and you gotta admit this, and you gotta admit that. Listen, I think a large part of the problem with many in the church is they've never been under any pressure to stand up for what they really believe. I've said it out loud more than once publicly. There are pastors that close their doors and haven't opened their doors because they, they don't know how to live by faith. There's always going to come a time when, when, when you've got to say, okay, this is what I believe and I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. 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 What, what am I going to do when I stand before the Apostle Paul? In his company. Day and night in the deep. Three times I received 39 stripes of the Jews. I was stoned. Left for dead. Because of the gospel. And, 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 and what did you do? Well, you know the political scene, Paul. Is tough. We had an adverse Administration. Well, did they ever uh, uh, stone you? Well, well, no. You mean you lived in a free country where you could freely preach the gospel and you didn't? How, how am I going to stand in his presence? You, you understand that? Focus on the harvest. It's it's not having a mindset of I want to go through something, but it's just understanding if I'm going to focus on the harvest, there's things I've got to not focus on. John 4 and verse 28. This is Jesus was at the well in Samaria. The woman left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man, which told me all things I ever did. Is not this the Christ? They went out of the city and came to him. In the meanwhile, while they were coming, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. He said, I have meat to eat that you do not know of. Therefore, said his disciples to one another, has any man brought him something to eat? And Jesus said, my meat, my nourishment is to do or comes from doing the will of him that sent me and finishing his work. The Amplified Bible says Jesus said to them, My food, my nourishment is to do the will, the pleasure of him who sent me and to accomplish and completely finish his work. So notice, he said that that, his nourishment was to do the will of the Father and to accomplish and finish, notice, the Father's work. The will and the work of the Father is the harvest. The Father is harvest-minded. Glory to God. That's the will of the Father, is the harvest. Now, in verse 35, it says, Do not say, or or say not ye. This this has been said, don't say, but that's not what he's saying. He's he's saying, don't you say. Don't you have a saying. If you you look at that in the Amplified Bible, that's the way it's, it's phrased. Don't you have a saying, or don't you say? In other words, this is something that was known. Do you not say? All right? So he's looking at the disciples. And he said, do you not say it's still four months till the harvest comes? Notice, look, I tell you, raise your eyes and observe the fields. See how they're already white to harvest. Amen. Many, many translations, many scholars Uh, uh, find this in the Greek nuance of these verses is that as he was talking to his disciples, the disciples had their back to the city and as Jesus was talking, all the people were coming out of the city to him that that woman had just went and witnessed to and Jesus is telling the disciples, here's what you say, there's four months and then the harvest but you need to turn around and look, the harvest is ready right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your eyes. Glory to God. It's not so much rebuke as it is motivation. Jesus is not saying you're doing something wrong. He's saying, look, look around you. The harvest is ripe. See, focus on the harvest. If you don't focus on the harvest, you'll get sidetracked. Glory to God. Lift up your eyes. Look at the harvest that's right in front of you. It's here. It's upon us. It's here. It's it's upon us now. There are more people hungry for the Word than there's ever been. Hallelujah. And it's here. It's available. In harvest season, everywhere you go, You see the crop that's ready to be harvested. Everywhere. You see the corn, you see the wheat, whatever, soybeans. When it's harvest time, it's everywhere. Everybody's talking about the harvest. Hope it doesn't rain because we got to get in the field and harvest that crop. Everywhere. It's the harvest, the harvest, the harvest, the harvest. Oh, hallelujah. Our focus must be his focus. Well, what are we going to do? Reap the harvest. Amen. Verse 36. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. Now, it's not talking about his life eternal. It says you reap, you receive wages. What's the wages? The eternal life that the people you sowed to receive. Receiveth life eternal that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one sows and another reaps. Jesus said, I sent you to reap whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored and you have entered into their labors. Other men labored and you've entered into their labors. The Amplified Bible says, I sent you to reap a crop on which you have not toiled. Now see, we're going to keep reading that, but this tells me something. There's an ease about this. All I got to do is reap. There's seed that has been sown, and somebody's going to come along and just reap the harvest. And the sower and the reaper are going to rejoice together. There are people that you're going to reap the harvest of their soul. And the person that sowed the seed has been in heaven 20 years. But you're going to reap the harvest. You didn't break up the ground. You didn't plow the ground. You didn't fertilize the ground. You didn't water the ground. But you reap the harvest. Oh, glory. Other men have labored. And you step in and reap the results of their work. That's how it works. Paul said, we'll read it in a moment. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And that's why I said, so then he that planteth is nothing, And he that watereth is nothing, because it's God that gives the increase. All that had went before had bestowed labor sowing gospel seed. The prophets, John the Baptist, even Jesus himself, they had labored sowing gospel seed. And he said, you didn't labor to sow this crop, but you're going to step in and reap the results of their work. Everything that we're doing for God, we're standing on somebody else's shoulders. Nobody got where they... Listen, you, you, let, let me ask you a question. If you're driving down a country road and you see a turtle on the fence post, what are you going to say? How to get there. Didn't get there on his own. Turtles can't climb posts. Somebody picked him up and put him there. Everywhere you're at in your walk with God, you got there on the shoulders of somebody else. You didn't just show up and make it on your own. Somebody helped you. Somebody discipled you. Somebody encouraged you. Some, somebody witnessed to you. Glory to God. Amen. Did, do you see that? Ever what age you got born again. Some, some way the seed got into your heart. And whether it was at church or on the street, or wherever it was, somewhere, somebody came along at the right time with the gospel sickle and harvested that seed that had been sown in your heart. When you think about your family, you think about your sons, your daughters, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, whoever it is. Don't you give it another worry because if the seed has been sown, somebody will come along at the right time with the gospel sickle and they'll harvest that seed. Glory be to God. Your focus has to be on his focus. The time has come. Glory to God. The disciples were born in the time of harvest. Oh, my Lord. We are in the earth at the time of harvest. Glory to God. But if the enemy can shut the combine down, there's no harvest. That's his that's his desire. But he didn't get it done. Boy, it got quiet. It didn't he didn't get it done. Amen. Hallelujah. The harvest is now. There's a great rush a great move of an army moving in the church to promote the lordship of Jesus in the earth. You know, I can't help what other people do. I can't help what other ministers do. I can't help who falls into sin. I can't help who waters things down. I can't help that. I can stay focused on what His focus is. The Lord said something to me uh, a couple years ago. He said, don't listen to, uh, don't be deceived and don't listen to anything that would deceive. Don't be deceived, and don't listen to anything that would deceive. Anything that's painting the bleakest picture possible is deception. Let let me go over here. Anything that paints the bleakest picture possible is deception. Because there's an ulterior motive behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Well, get over here on our side because things are bad. Oh, it's bad. Ooh. Bad. I land in the desert. Store up beanie weenies. Ramen noodles. You you understand? Then right on the other hand. (laughs) Right? It's deception. People say, how do you know that? Because that's not what Jesus said would happen. Do you know when you read the Bible, you really read the Bible? Come on, FBI, help me. Don't just read your Bible. When you read through the Bible, where the church is concerned in the last days, there's no poverty. There's no cave dwelling. There's no drinking out of mud puddles. It's a time of prosperity. The problems hit when we're gone. It's not escapism. I'm trying to explain to you. Ever what we're dealing with, we're going to hit and deal with the rough patch, and we're going to come out of it on the other side, and we're going to give God the glory. I was standing in here today in the time that the world is in, and I don't know how many people told me about new jobs, new opportunities, more money. I had had one man tell me he's going to make as much in, I think, what was it, two days? One day as what he makes in five days now. But you got ministers on TV talking about it's the worst of times. I don't know what Bible they're reading. Well, if we don't do something, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. I have no king but Jesus. Whatever they do, any, anything they do. do you, can I help you all with this? See where your focus is? Do, do you know just recently Oklahoma effectively banned abortion? That you cannot get an abortion in Oklahoma. You can't. Arkansas has passed legislation that the moment Roe v. Wade is overturned, you can't get an abortion there. Those are the two most pro life states in America. Good things are happening. I say, people are rising up and they're saying, we're not putting up with this anymore. The ungodly are not going to rule us. We We don't fight by protesting with signs, we fight praying. We do what God said. We pray for men and kings and all that are in authority. And when we do that, we lead a quiet and peaceable life. And he said, you pray so that they would be saved and come to the knowledge of God. Don't fall into that trap of bad-mouthing people and running down politicians. That's criticism. That's judgmentalism. You're stepping out of the love of God. Stay focused on the harvest. Stay focused on the harvest. It's a harvest. Preachers are not supposed to be political commentators. I'm I'm telling you. We got to stay focused on the harvest. Mm. Luke chapter 10 and verse 2. Now, I'm not telling you not to watch the news. But but what I'm I'm trying to explain to you is if you listen to things that have deceptive intentions and you let it into your spirit, it'll start deceiving you. I said it'll start deceiving you. Luke chapter 10 and verse 2. Jesus said to them, the harvest truly is great. The laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. The harvest is great. The harvest is many. The harvest is much. The harvest is large. You see? Notice what he said. The laborers are few. The laborers are little. The laborers are small. The laborers are few. Now, I found this interesting because uh, it means number but it can also mean of degree or intensity. So not only is the number relatively small, their effort, their intensity is small. You you understand? I've had people say, how do all these voices, how all these ungodly voices, how are they gaining so much traction? They are intense. You following me? They're intense. They go after it. Hallelujah. What if we had the same intensity about the harvest? Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah, but you don't cancel court. They can't cancel me. Thank you, Josh, for that one little lonely amen. They, they can't cancel me. Well, they'll take you off Facebook. I took myself off. They won't let you tweet. I quit tweeting too. Our church quit tweeting. We quit Facebooking. If, if, you, want, if you want to look at what's going on in our service, you come through the legal channel. Go to YouTube, go to Roku, go to buildfaith.net or something. Come, We'll be glad to have you. You can't cancel me. You can't cancel the gospel. You can't cancel the truth. You just can't. They asked Charles Spurgeon one time, they said, how do you defend the gospel? He said, defend the gospel? I'd just as soon try to defend an enraged lion. You don't have to defend the gospel. It always wins. It always wins. Well, we need godly legislation. We do need godly legislation. That's why the Bible put the God, God put the church in the earth to pray and change the tide in our capital to change the tide in our government. But that's not the answer. Godly legislation isn't the answer. Because ungodly men will come along and change it. We stayed the course. Stay the course. Tell your neighbor, stay the course. Already, God, just be steady. Mm. Look at James 5 7. What, what I'm telling you, partly. Is when you're giving all these ungodly voices and you're echoing what they're saying and talking about what they're doing, you're empowering those words. I learned a long time ago I don't care what people say about me, good or bad. I don't believe what anybody says about me, good or bad. I expect nothing and I'm thankful for everything. That's That's so important. Because I've had people come in the church and just act like I was Jesus' first cousin. They, they just knew somewhere on my birth certificate was Jesus. And then I'd say something they didn't like, and I'm the devil. Well, what happened? Nothing. I, I just said something they didn't like. If, if you preach or you witness or you share long enough, you're going to run into somebody that doesn't like what you have to say. you got to focus on the harvest. When Jesus said, if they don't receive you, when he said, shake the dust off your feet, he wasn't being ugly. He wasn't saying, go make a big deal out of it. He was just saying, just leave the city. Just don't even let what they're saying hang on to your shoes. Just keep right on walking. Focus on the harvest. I say focus on the harvest. Yeah, but pastor, this group and and this group, they're taking over. No, they're not. They'll never take over the earth. There's only one man that will ever rule the earth, and that's Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. No group will ever take over the earth. No group will ever take over the church. No group will ever stop what the gospel can do because Jesus said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. That's what Jesus said if we focus on what he said am I helping you (sighs) can't be defeated you can't be defeated our founder raised from the dead he defeated death, hell and the grave You, you think some group that has a different view can defeat us death can't even defeat you death has no hold on you I taught years ago, what, if, if, you, if you have a man that's not afraid of death, what is he possibly afraid of? Nothing. Amen. Death has no hold on me. Death has no hold on you. Amen. So that means nothing has any hold on me. Shh. Do, 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 do you see that? So people say, well, this and that. And Listen, here's what we're going to keep doing. We're going to keep preaching the word. We're going to keep focused on the harvest. Amen? James 5, 7. Notice. Be patient, therefore, brethren, in the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth, and has long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. What's the father waiting on? The precious fruit of the earth. The harvest. We're the laborers reaping the harvest. Yes, Amen. I hear in well-intentioned ministers, people that I respect, they'll say this. They'll say, well, you know, Jesus said that once this gospel is preached to all the world, then the end will come. And so they'll say, we got to hurry and get the gospel out so we can bring Jesus back. It's not what he's saying. He said, the, 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 the fact of the matter is, is the gospel will be preached to the whole earth. Now, wait a minute. Did Jesus say the gospel would be preached to the whole earth? Did he? He did. So that means somebody that says it can be stopped is lying. Because Jesus said it'd be preached to the whole earth. And he said once it's preached to the whole earth, there will come a consummation, there will come an end to the Father's plan, and then the end will come. It's not let's hurry up and get it out. As believers, we're just to every day Get up and focus on the harvest. Sow gospel seed. Sow gospel seed. Put it, put it out there. Sow the word of God. Tell somebody about Jesus. Pray pray for our neighbors. I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but you know, neighbors are not as friendly as they used to be. Right? But I just pray for them. Amen. I'll be mowing my yard. Lord, thank you for my neighbors. God bless them. Lord, save them. If their family's unsaved, touch them in the name of Jesus. You say, what are you doing? Sowing gospel seed. Amen. Somebody else might come along and reap the harvest. And one day I'll be out in my backyard and my neighbor will be so friendly and I'll think, well, what in the world? Well, how are you doing? Hey, did I tell you I got saved? Well, praise God. There's the difference. Sowing gospel seed. Tell your neighbor, say, just keep sowing gospel seed. You know, Pastor, my kids go to public school and I can't afford to send them to private school and I'm just so worried. Well, right there, you just just sealed it for them because you're just so worried. If you sow the gospel seed into their heart, according to Scripture, if you train up a child in the way that he should go when he's old, and it says even when he's old, in the Hebrew he'll not depart from it that doesn't mean that it'll be, he'll be old before he gets saved it means you sow it and even when he gets to be an old man he won't depart from it it'll keep him see focus on the harvest don't focus on what could happen if you got to send your child to public school focus on the seed that you have sown and the gospel will keep him the gospel will keep her Because the Bible said it will be a lamp to guide you. It'll be blinders. It'll be bumpers. It'll tell you which way to go. The most important thing I can do is sow gospel seed in my child. Teach them how to hear from God. And the Word will talk to them. And the Holy Ghost will talk to them. And they'll be okay. Amen. Glory to God. Isn't God good? Because I want you to understand something. Now, I'm all about private school. My child child goes to private school. But I want you to understand something. Don't put your trust in private school. Put your trust in the gospel. Because to be real honest with you, if you're going to send your child to a private school, you're probably going to send them to a Baptist school or a Church of Christ school. Because most Pentecosts don't have one, and so you got to get the word in them early. Oh glory! Am I helping you? So the Father say the Father is waiting on the precious fruit of the earth, the harvest. He said to us in August of 2020, prepare, 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 prepare for the wave that is coming. It's a wave of glory and revelation, a wave of truth and restoration. As more and more see the deception in the enemy's lies, exposure of his plan is coming. Many are going to see the truth, and when they see it, they'll realize they've been deceived and will begin to look for the answer. So don't be distracted out loud, I'm not, I'm not distracted. And don't be deterred. Say, I'm not deterred. I'm not deterred. He said, stay focused on the things that from me you have heard. Your job is prepare, prepare, prepare. The babies are coming. The harvest is here. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Don't be deceived. Don't be deterred. Amen. That's why we have one church in two locations. The harvest is here. That's why we're on television. Amen. Are are you with me? Listen, sometimes the hardest thing that there is is to sit here when we set up our studio and look into that red light. And how many hours usually? Four or five a day when we're doing a whole series? Six? Just, let's, be, let's just knock them out. We're doing that for the harvest. I said, we're doing that for the harvest. Hallelujah. We have one church in two locations because of the harvest. Because that's what God's asked us to do. Amen. Are you following me? Glory to God. That's why we're on radio, reaching every Spanish, every every Spanish speaking nation, into Spain and Europe, because of the harvest, because of the harvest, because of the harvest. God will give every church avenues to get in on the harvest if they'll take them. Amen. Do, do, Do you see this? That's why we need to update things. That's why we need to update technological things and transportation so we can focus on the harvest. We have to all take our place in our position for the harvest. In uh, harvest time, there are combine drivers. Right. There are truck drivers. Yep. There are scale operators. Uh-huh. And they're working 24 yep. 7. Harvest time is the most busy season there is. Yes, it doesn't end. If, if you leave work, if you leave the, the farm or the ranch at 8 p.m., the trucks are running. If you came back out at 2 in the morning, the trucks were running. Amen. Those silage truck drivers, corn truck drivers, they'd they'd catch about 40 seconds sleep while the combine was filling them up. Then the combine hit the horn. And he's awake and going. I knew a guy threw his neck out of place. He was asleep, and they hit the horn. And he popped his neck. But my point is, it was busy. Oh, it was busy. They were getting the harvest in. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Those guys were paid out of the harvest. Whatever the the company brought in, they got a part of it. Don't forget that. He said, he that reapeth and he that soweth, they both earn wages. Do you know the guy that sowed the seed gets the same reward as the guy that reaps the harvest? That's why you got to focus on the harvest. Whether you're the sower or the reaper, you're focused on the harvest. Glory to God. Look at 1 Corinthians 3. And verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. So then neither is he that plants anything, neither he that watereth, but God that gives the increase. Now he that planteth, he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward, according to his own laborers. labor. For well, we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's tillage. You are God's well-watered garden. You are God's building. According to the grace that was given to me as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation. In, In other words, I've sown the seed. And another builds on it. Or another reaps the harvest. But let every man take heed how he builds thereon. No other foundation can any man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he will receive a reward. If any man's work be burnt, He will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as by fire. The Ruth's Bible says, the one who plants and the one who waters are one. But each one of us will receive his specific pay appropriate to his specific work. The end result of all of our labors is the harvest. But we all have a specific work that will result in specific pay, my reward. What occupies our time and our thought? You know, some people, Netflix occupies their time and their thoughts. You understand? Whatever it may be. Hallelujah. For other people, it's other thing. But for the believer, what occupies our time and our thoughts? See, it should be my specific responsibility because that's what I'm going to be rewarded for. Focus your time and your thoughts on the eternal. Over and over again, the Bible says, everything you see is passing away. Everything. Everything. It's passing away. I've got to focus on the eternal. A lot of people are focused on things that are passing away and not the things that are lasting. What's lasting? When you focus on what God's called you to do and what God's called this ministry to do, you're focusing on the eternal. This this has got my focus. Jesus said... My meat, my nourishment, what sustains me is doing the work of Him that sent me and finishing it. You know, if you're breathing this morning, you're not finished. So that means the work of God for your life is not finished. So to not be doing it means you have given up. Not that you're finished. Amen. We're focused on the harvest. The harvest. The harvest. We're raising up a spiritual production center. Building faith. Producing life. City, state, nation, and world. Is that right? That's the focus. Every day, that's the focus. What do we do today? We're going to, right? What are we doing today, brain? Taking over the world. Same thing we do every day. Right? You remember that show, Pinky and the Brain? Pinky come in and what are we doing today, brain? Same thing we do every day, Pinky, taking over the world. What are we doing today, pastor? Same thing we do every day, building faith and framing worlds by the word of God. Raising up a spiritual production center, producing live, city, state, nation, and world. How can we get another book out? How can we get another series out? What can we do? What can? We, how? What, what? curriculum can we put out to help people? Amen. Amen. It's important. What can we do? Let, let let's let's focus on this. We 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 have things we have things coming up. Things that the Lord told me to do. Uh 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 for the for our men and God's given me specific dates uh, for all of us to get together via Zoom, and we're going to talk about home and family living and how to be the husband, the father that God called you to be and in-depth stuff, Not not just, you know, be a good man and take your family to church. I mean, how do we do it? Because, because right now we have, we have a, a plague in the earth, and it's the plague of godly fathers, no godly fathers. We have a lack of fathers, not only in the natural but in the faith. And, and if we're going to reap our part of the harvest, we've got to step up and say we're going to do our part ever what it is. Put it out there. Our job, sow seed. Make it available. Amen. Amen. Do you see this? Glory to God. Do you understand? Because the way we can get everybody involved, the way we can touch everybody is through the technology God's given us. And we can bring both campuses together and say, you know, I'm here, but we're going to speak to everybody. Everybody. On, on Wednesday nights, don't, listen, don't think that you, it's not that you can't watch the same thing at home that's on this screen on Wednesday night. It's that the atmosphere is not the same. It's just not the same. It's charged in the presence of your brothers and your sisters. Amen. Monday night prayer meeting. My God, I'm still overwhelmed by Monday night's prayer meeting. Just what the Lord said to us and the things that he's, we'll be talking and preaching, teaching on that tonight, but the things that the Lord, the Lord said to us, this is our season. Amen. 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 I was talking to my financial person the other day, not too long ago, and they said, uh, we've got to adjust the tithe. And I said, okay, well, explain it to me. I mean, we're adjusting the tithe. What what, what do you mean? And they said, there has been so much increase in our churches financially that we've got to adjust the tithe we're sending out. You are in a ministry right now that has no need, zero. We don't have a financial deficit and we will not have a financial deficit. And I'll tell you why. Because we're focused on the harvest. Focused on the harvest. And if you stay hooked up, you're not going to have a financial deficit. I told some pastors that the other day, I said, don't you worry about your finances. I said, you're hooked up to us and you can't go under. People say, you believe that? I believe that unequivocally, without doubt. Not with not one bit of hesitancy because I know what our focus is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep sowing gospel seed. And we're going to produce life city, state, nation, and world. The city has been given into our hands with the preaching of the gospel. We're just going to do it. Children, nursery, elementary, junior high, students, young adults, middle-aged adults, old adults, young adults, ugly adults, pretty adults. Amen. Arkansas adults, Kansas adults, Hispanic adults, white adults, black adults. Sowing gospel. Seed. So what is his focus? The harvest. What is our focus? The harvest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, you're magnificent. Lord, you're too marvelous for words. You're far too wonderful for comprehension. Lord, you are absolutely like nothing that we have ever seen or heard. You are amazing. You are God, and beside you there is no other. You are the God that has created heaven and earth and all that in them is. You laid the foundations of the earth. You said in your word that you measured the universe with a line. Father, we have no comprehension of how big a space could be that's expanding at 186,000 miles per second. But yet, while it's still expanding, you know how big it is. There's nothing you don't know. There's nothing that you can't do. And there's nothing that you will not do or your people and so today we just choose to say we're going to focus on the things that you're focused on if it's important to you Father it's important to us and without hesitancy we just commit to see it happen in the name of Jesus hallelujah If you're watching online, if you're here in the room today, you're cold in your walk with God. You're not where you know you should be. Maybe you've backed off. Maybe you've backed away. Maybe you're just not saved. Today is the day. The gospel seed has been sown. And we just prepare ourselves for the harvest, Lord, by making the call and making the opportunity available. If that's you, either online or here in the room, you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not where I need to be with God. I'm either cold, lukewarm. I've walked away. I've backslid. Whatever verbiage you want to put on it. Today is the day. It doesn't matter what it is. You can just say this simple prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that Jesus came to the earth, that he lived a sinless life, that he died for my sin, that he was buried, and he rose again, and he lives today. I make Jesus the Lord of my life. I confess him as my Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You know, if you said that with us online or here in the room, we believe you're born again. God's got a plan for your life. Stay focused on His focus. Hallelujah. Let's stand today, shall we? Glory to God. Be sure and join us tonight if you can at all in, pos- uh, in person. If not, you can join us online. We're going to be ministering on the glory of God. And uh, we believe that God's going to meet us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, glory to God. Come on, say it with me today, would you? The vision of our church will always be to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. And you and I will always be world changers, God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge. Can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the word of God.